like bands like Voodoo Gross Calls, Willem Scream, Mute, Implants, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Victim, The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends or Rob, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much the Same, and many more. Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Salut les punk, what's up? Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 34. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in the beautiful province of Quebec in Canada. I started this podcast last February because I needed to spread punk rock everywhere in the world. Today, my guest is Frederick Olsen of the band Misconduct. He's gonna talk to us about the history of the Swedish punk rock scene. I am so excited for you to listen to it. You're gonna hear two misconduct songs and I also make a recommendation for the amazing Swedish band Wrong Band. This Swedish punk rock scene special is starting now. Hello, beautiful punk rock humans. I hope you're doing great today and if you're not, Well, that's okay. I'm not happy every day either. <laughs> Sometimes I feel really anxious for no reasons. But today, I'm super happy to spend some really good punk rock times with you. And I had such a great week. Last weekend, I went to play a private gig with my band, 50 Shades of Punk Rock, for a 40-years-old birthday party. And it was just insane. So much fun. We played for like two hours. There were a lot of punk rock people singing with us <laughs> some covers it was amazing i slept three hours yeah that's bad for me <laughs> and the next day i went to see some other punk rock friends to shoot a music video for the men's the options i did some back vocals for one of their new songs so i had to make an appearance <laughs> in the music video and it was really fun even if i hate cameras oh yeah i don't know I really like to podcast, I love to play shows, to host radio shows, but I hate cameras. <laughs> but it was fun still with my friends. What about you guys? Did you see some great shows recently? I want to know everything. So if you want to talk to me about your punk rock weeks, you can always send me a DM on Instagram or on my Facebook page. I love to talk to you guys. Because you know, social medias are about to be social, right? <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about some stuff before we dive into our Swedish punk episode. It's gonna be a long one today. <laughs> First of all, in August, Brad Logan from Leftover Crack and John Gentilly from Punk News released the amazing book Architects of Self-Destruction, The Oral History of Leftover Crack. I talked to you a lot about that. And I had Brad for an interview on episode 27. Go listen to it if you haven't yet, because it's crazy. But now there's an audiobook version available for this book. It's released on Highbridge Audio. And the audio version is read by Brad Logan himself. And it's it lasts like 11 hours. <laughs> Honestly, this book is crazy. I binge read it within two days. Wow, you need this. 
And I'm really curious to hear the audio book as well. I think I'm going to have some fun with it. Because Brad is an expressive guy, so it's, it must be amazing to hear him tell all those crazy stories. Also, there's a very good news for my friends in Europe. Because Steve Rawls from Belvedere, this is Standoff, is going to do an European, European, I hate to pronounce this word in English, European. <laughs> you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. An European acoustic solo tour in November. So it could be a very fun punk rock activity for my friends in Europe. Check his calendar for the date. And speaking of Steve, he's doing a featuring on the new song of the band Our Darkest Days from my local scene in Quebec City. The song is called These Fast Times. And it's a really fast song. <laughs> you should totally listen to it. What else? Oh, Circle Jerks announced some tour dates for 2022 in Canada and the US. They're gonna play with 7 seconds and negative approach for all the shows. And... I will be able to see them in April in Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, you absolutely need to check the new album from The Last Gang. It's finally released. You need to listen to it. Absolutely. It's so good. And if you haven't already, I like, <laughs> I like to plug all my past episodes today. I don't know. <laughs> But you should listen to episode 30 because I interviewed Brenna, the front woman, and it was a great conversation. We talked a lot about this new album. She worked with Fat Mike, with Fat Records for this album, and it's, um, it's a very good result. And finally, best news of the day, Mark Opus of Blink-182 announced that he's now cancer-free. Wow, we love that kind of news. Oh yeah, it's time to start a Swedish special. And before I present you the interview I made with Frederick Olsen from Misconduct, let's listen to the first Sweden mendation <laughs> of the day. Repugmentation. The Repugmentation for today is a Swedish band, of course, but it's called Wrong Band, even if I think this band is pretty right. <laughs> They were formed last year, I think. It's a very recent band. And I became a good friend with the bassist, Hannah. She's so nice and amazing. She's a great musician, a great woman. She told me that she started the band with her friend, Jessie, the lead singer, which has an incredible voice. You'll see by yourself in a few minutes. Few minutes? Oh my God. It's the title of the song I want to play. Okay, so yeah, so um, they started a band together. I think they were playing in another band before. And they decided to start this great project. And a couple of days later, Anna met the band new guitarist Andy on Tinder. <laughs> they had a match together and they started a band. And I think it's fantastic. We should have like Tinder apps for band members. I think it could be fucking great. I like the energy of this band a lot. They released a few singles so far and an EP. So yeah, let's listen to my favorite song, Few Minutes. Seem to hear me speak Totally out of reach 
to wrong bad and their song few minutes on the punk rocket show i love their little 80s rock influences <laughs> Interview. i love so many swedish bands and this chat with frederick olsen from misconduct was just perfect for me because i learned so many things I always knew I really loved the Swedish scene because for me it was kind of mystical, you know. Because since I've started to listen to punk rock like a long time ago, I knew I loved bands like Refused, Randy the Band, Mel and Colin, Satanic Surfers, of course. I'm a huge fan of Rodrigo and, oh my God, his band Atlas Susan Grip is one of my favorite bands ever. Wow. More recently, some friends in my local city in Quebec City made me discover some uh, Swedish band with Swedish lyrics, which is so important to discover too, in my opinion. So yeah, I've always known that I really like the Swedish scene, but I couldn't explain why, even if I knew that there was something that could explain why <laughs> I love this scene so much. And talking with Frederick from Misconduct totally helped me to put some words on why I really love this scene so much. So we talked about 
the punk rock history in Sweden about some of um, their important values, the culture there. We also talked about the bad misconduct and all their projects. It was lots of fun. So here we go. Fred, let's go. Oh, by the way, and during the interview, you're going to hear two misconduct songs. The first one is my favorite. I chose it. It's Closer. And the other one is Solution. And it represents two specific eras and uh, the evolution of the band. So you're going to hear two songs. Okay, I shut up. And now it's the time to listen to Frederick. Now it's like three o'clock where you are. Yes, it's three five. Yeah, three p.m. So we have okay, like cool. five hours difference. Mm, six. Six. Oh yeah. Oh, it's nine for yeah. you. I thought it was eight. Good. No, it's nine. It's nine. So you're ha you're having a late night coffee. <laughs> yeah, I I am a total coffee addict. Oh. I use to seriously take one espresso or like really strong coffee just before I fell asleep. Oh, why not? I, a lot of people yeah. are doing this. It's funny. Yeah, I stopped this, but um, like for maybe 15 years, I did this like oh, every night. I see. Good. Yeah. But now when I have kids, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I'm super happy to have you on my podcast because yeah. my listeners are requesting me to do some specific scenes uh, episodes and Sweden is like a very popular one. Some people ask me about Australia and UK. But mm -hmm. I'm starting with, with Sweden and I thought it was a good idea to invite you because you're playing in a band. You know a lot about punk rock. So I thought it was like a good, uh, a good introduction to Swedish history. Uh, but first, yeah. I want to know about your journey in the Swedish punk rock scene. So when did you start to listen to some Swedish band and how did punk rock in general came into your life? Yeah, like... Uh, For me, I was like when I was maybe in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Oops. It's freezing. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you there? It's freezing. Damn. It's freezing. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm okay. here. Okay, the the signal was weak, so you have to start again. Uh, <laughs> But it's, okay, it's yeah. fine now. Uh, so yeah, how did you start? Like all of this? No worries for me. Okay, uh, my kids are asleep, so I can go on all night. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, my when maybe when I was like, you know, 12, I had older cousins. They were all listening to like really heavy metal. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Metallica, Kill 'Em All album, yeah. Ride the Lightning, introducing me to all those like thrash metal stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I found this band called Ebba Grön, which is it means Ebba Green. It's it was like a really political Swedish band. Oh, one of the first like really punk bands that came uh, like uh, they came really far, like. Uh, They were never mainstream, they were never mm -hmm. commercial, but they were crazy popular in Sweden, even though they were not... This was like 
78. Oh, okay. So no. late 70s in Sweden. Okay. Ah. Yeah. I, I was apparently not listening to them in 78, but no. <laughs> that's when like they, they started, you know? Yeah. And the thing is that, um, Ebba Green, they, uh, or Ebba Gran is the name in Swedish. They, they influenced like so many other bands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they came about like around the same time as the Sex Pistols, the Ramones. Exactly. Because we had like a really good climate in Sweden uh, during the like late 70s for mm -hmm. like music and all like culture stuff. Because Sweden was like very, we're like, For mm -hmm. us, uh, it's normal, but for for people maybe in America, we are very left, yeah, left wing. If you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. we're very like on the spectrum of all like possibilities. If you compare, yeah, I I understand. Yeah, but the thing with Sweden is that we're not like uh, f uh, only far left because we had like a social democracy, which was like a democracy based on like a mixed, uh, like both private companies and state-owned companies. Mm -hmm. But it was very important for Sweden to have like at least 50% state-owned companies oh, okay. that could balance out both the economy and like free healthcare for everybody, free dentists, you know, free schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also we had like really good support for cultural stuff, like free rehearsal space, mm. you know. Things like this. So you can imagine that was kind of easy to wow. start a band in yeah. Sweden. Oh, I didn't because, know that. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you know, like in Canada, you have these things that you can get like government money for tours and, and yeah, some subventions. Yeah. Yeah. We were like really early with this kind of things in oh. Sweden. And we have also like this that we call like a, it's like you, you have a study circle. You do like a, a term of studying mm -hmm. and it can be whatever you want you just write your plan and mm -hmm. this was also possible for rock bands or wow. for punk bands so you made like a study circle like we're forming a punk band and there was this associations uh, oh. called like studio fremendet or abf like the different associations they get money from the state mm -hmm. And they could invest in like studios, they could invest in rehearsal spaces, oh. uh, live music centers. And it was like funded from the government. So uh, imagine like young kids in Stockholm mm -hmm. at this time, maybe like Sex Pistols in 76, 77, very early visited this place. Yeah. Some young kids saw this show. And they could go the next day and form this study circle. Wow. They could get free rehearsal space. They could get the funding for recording their first demo. Yeah. You 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 hear where I'm heading? Like, yeah. So it's like if uh, it's the respect for the music, the culture, and all kind of music was there. So of course, mm -hmm. when your government and your country respects music and promote it, yeah. it's easier for you to to start doing it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like music was like a really, like music and dance and like all cultural stuff was uh -huh. like really important. And the the cool thing was that we had like at this time in like 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. only public service uh, radio channels, like no commercials, nothing, oh. just only public service. Yeah. We had maybe when I grew up, 
two TV channels. Mm-hmm. We had like TV one, TV two. That was it. And but we had those really cool programs because there were also these pioneers. There was, for example, a girl called Kia. She was like in the 80s, mm-hmm. really like progressive. And she had this music channel called The Bag, like you have a, a gym bag, you yeah. know, full of music. And she was like the one that introduced like really heavy music to the public service uh, TV. Oh. So she had like a music program. She played like, you know, Kiss, Twisted Sisters. Uh, the band you were you listening know. to at first, like. <laughs> yeah, and then came like Bad Religion, you know, bands like this, Ramones, you know, like she's bringing in like both heavy metal, punk bands, whatever. And this was a really good climate for something to happen. This was mm-hmm. like the the first bands and uh, the first kind of like TV channels supporting underground music. But it was still hard to yeah. to to get out to the to the big masses, of mm-hmm. course. But this band, Ebba Grön, that I told you about, they were like uh, a start for a lot of younger bands that came later. Wow. Like without Ebba Grön, there wouldn't be any Melancholy, no Satanic Surfers, no Raised Fist, oh. you know what I mean? No Misconduct, no 59 Times to Pain. I listened to yeah. them today, Ebba Grön, and I totally hear some Ramon's influences in this band. Yeah, and you can also hear some Clash. Yeah, Clash too. Yeah. Very 70s. So you so if I if I'd ask the question to Mill and Colin, what was your first Swedish uh, influences? They would say this band a background probably. Yeah, oh. it would be one of them for yeah, sure. Yeah, one of them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this was like um like a lot of people uh went to to school at these days with like the kind of like the leather jackets like Ramones mm-hmm. but that had like the white Ebba Grön logo on the back ah. and like the, every school had like some of those kids with those yeah. leather jackets and like and then later on came other Swedish bands uh, that Because Ebba Grön was kind of like straightforward, but like you say, you can hear some Ramones, you can mm-hmm. hear some Clash, yeah. but they were like very like political, and uh, but they were not around like super long, but they okay. became iconic. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so a lot of other bands starting up, and after this uh, era of the more straightforward '77 punk mm-hmm. came what we call. Tral punk. It's like tral. Tral means like tralala. You know, like tralala. You know, la la la. Yeah. Like having very lots of melody. Mel- oh, okay. This, so literally. This for, me, <laughs> this for me is like the original Swedish skate punk. Tral punk. It's before skate punk, but it's the same thing, but with Swedish lyrics. It's uh, more or it's less. the roots of Sweden yeah, skate punk. The only thing is that. Skate punk, like when no effects came in into all those, you know, skateboard videos that mm-hmm. we were watching when we were kids, like the snowboard videos, the skateboard videos where Epitaph just like told all the surfers, skaters, mm-hmm. you can use our music as long as you put like the name of the band and yeah. the song, you can get it for free. So like every skateboard movie we watched was like 
you know yeah for example the no effects ribbed album uh-huh. was in one film from start to finish like the whole album mm. so and i know this album was one of the reasons Millen Collin formed the band oh because Millen Collin was originally like two bands oh. two bands that had like more swedish names and and sang uh, both in swedish and english but Mm-hmm. They were more like this Trallpunk that I told you about, this yeah. uh, Swedish original uh, melodic punk. But then when they heard this, like, you know, No Effects, the Ribbed album, they heard Operation Ivy, which was like a huge influence. You hear yeah. it like in the first of their songs with the ska and the mix. And of course, Bad Religion, because Bad Religion introduced the like whole you know, more vocal, like with harmonies, mm-hmm. the, what we call the oohs and ahs, the ah, uh, you know, the all Yeah, those, at the uh, end, so we're now at the end of the 80s when uh, Operation Ivy released Energy, I think it was in 89, and then Battle Religion started in uh, the end of 80, no, in, in the 80s too. So we're still in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe like... 88. We heard about Bad Religion already, I think, like in 88 or so. Yeah, something like this. So But, we're still... You know, it was more like when the... After the Suffer No Control era, when the... when Probably when Against the Grain mm-hmm. came out, that was like the boom. Yeah, early, religion, I think. early 90s. And, yeah. Yeah, and you started to hear more of those songs, like, for example, the song You, which mm-hmm. was... An early song, but then came again in the Tony Hawk yeah. 2 game, which was like a huge push for skate punk totally. in Sweden as well, because everybody was having a PlayStation and playing Tony Hawk game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. And, and and this game also had like the Millen Collins songs from the Penny Bridge Pioneers, which was like a huge push for them. Yeah, but like uh, all these bands, like your listeners are probably like fans of Melancholian, of course, Satanic yeah. Surfers, No Fun at All, totally. Raised Fist, Refuse. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, like all those bands, uh, I I don't think you can find any band in Sweden that didn't listen to Ebba Grön and then wow. later to this Trallpunk scene. And the, in the Trallpunk scene, it was more the... Like one band you should really check up is like called Strebersh. And you can recognize like a lot of those me- guitar melodies that later comes a little bit into the Swedish skate punk oh. scene because uh, the Swedish skate punk scene was, was like very influenced by the West Coast hardcore, like Bad Religion uh-huh. and the more skate punk, like Lagwagon, No Effects. But there's also still like, a lot of those uh, old Swedish bands, you can hear it in the melodies because it's, we always, always had this like Scandinavian touch. I mean, it is skate punk, but still with a, a twist. Yeah, because I think you can hear it. I wanted to know because so, um, a very nice Swedish woman, uh, her name is Hanna. She told me that the punk rock, the Swedish punk rock, was probably influenced by the Nordic music uh, in Sweden already. So, yes, there was some influences um, by the the American skate punk bands or the bands in the UK, Mm -hmm. but the bands in in Sweden 
still had something different, very related to their own culture, right? Definitely, definitely. And, and I mean, we have like a really like, I mean, long traditional music, much longer than America because America didn't even exist when Vikings were like yeah. doing music. You know what I mean? Like True. the thing is that we have this like really old folk music Mm-hmm. Where you have, do you know what uh, nickel harpa is? The the we have like a kind of harp, like it's like a violin, but you have keys. Oh, you ever heard it? You, it's a genre, or it's a yeah. You play it like a violin, like this. Yeah, but it has oh, the, keys the instrument. Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's how an do instrument. you how do you call this again? Nickel harpa. <laughs> <laughs> it it means like a harp with keys. Yeah, I uh, I, I remember seeing this, but it's not. It's not common here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I, I just got to show you this. I don't know if you oh. see this, but uh, is it possible to see? Yeah, I see a little. Yeah. Uh, that's Ebba Gran, oh, like 78. Nice. Um, so they were around like 78 until 82. Mm. But then they were this band where they released like long after they quit the band and even the singer didn't really want like everybody wanted a reunion but the singer never wanted the reunion because he had like a huge solo thing oh, going on okay. after this band mm. so it was, was like even more successful and so it was bands. done yeah 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 mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think i think you could really say this is like the starting point uh, for swedish punk rock mm-hmm. uh, and The cool thing with uh, my hometown, Kristinehamn, is that it's like Stockholm is like big. It's like one million five hundred thousand people, like one point five million or yeah. something. Uh, but my town is like twenty thousand. It's like oh. a really small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the seventies and eighties, we had this club here that was called Club Zebra, the Zebra Club, and it was like really you know, underground club. But it was like two friends from my parents that hosted this club. Oh. And for some reason, they managed to get like the elite of Swedish, like <laughs> prog, rock and punk bands to this city. Oh, to yeah. To play here live. And they even booked the Sex Pistols here. No way. Yes. So wow. Christina Hall, my hometown, became a little bit like punk rock city because, you know, it's 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And Sex Pistols was here even before they made the Anarchy in the UK, uh, the like the Nevermind the Bollocks. Mm-hmm. And this was like huge influence. Lots of young bands started up because, like I told you, there was like free rehearsal space. You could get funds yeah. from, from, the, from the city. Uh, so, oh hey, cat. See with Alicia, she's really annoying right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they so, were they were not really famous yet, or they were like rising at this time. Uh, this was when like Malcolm McLaren made the whole like media circus, and they were about to become big, but okay. they haven't really like fully exploded yet. So, so the, it, it was still. Yeah, it, it was still a happening that they came in yes, uh, in your city. But I think my parents' friends booked them really early, so they were affordable. Oh yeah, but oh, good when move. The, <laughs> when the time came, uh, so they were here. 
I think they were already kind of expensive, but they booked them before. Oh, so, so what wow. could they do? They, they, you know, they had like the Swedish tour, and it's so weird because, of course, they play Stockholm or Gothenburg or Malmo, but mm-hmm. it's like, what are the odds to play Kristinehamn twenty thousand people? Great. You know. So anyway, they played here, and this was like the like a start for a big explosion in punk rock music. So wow. when I grew up, it was you either play ice hockey football or you play punk <laughs> <laughs> you know wow this is my, like the dream that was my youth, you know <laughs> yeah and i didn't like ice hockey and i sucked at football like we, we don't call it football we call it soccer mm-hmm. i don't mean american football but soccer, yeah here you know? too soccer yeah we say soccer and so um i uh, i chose punk <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a good so, choice man <laughs> Yes, so that was like like all my older friends, like my cousins were like five years older than me. So mm-hmm. when I was like 14, 15, they were like 19, 20 and had really cool parties that I wanted to be part of. Yeah. And, you know, they knew all the older punks uh, that already had bands. So, you know, I look up to them and I want to be like them. I want to have a punk band and go around Sweden and play every little village, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so that's why we formed uh, our band Miss uh, When did you form it? What year? 1995. It's been a while. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Cr- We've been around. Crazy. <laughs> wow. And so so we were like when I was growing up, we went to all those like the first Millen Collins shows like in Wow. Because I really I live really close to uh, city Karlstad, mm-hmm. which is like maybe one hundred twenty thousand people, a little bit bigger. But they have they had like a really great music scene mm-hmm. this time, and they had this place called the uh, Cafe Cinema, mm-hmm. which was a great venue, and all the bands play there. You know, like I saw Ignite there for the first wow. time with the in my time era, maybe like ninety five, ninety six. Uh, and um, that was a great like, year. So, uh, 94, 95, 96 were amazing years. Amazing. Like, I, uh, every every cool punk band or a hardcore band played in Sweden at that time, mm-hmm. and that influenced Swedish music even more because it was like a, a boast. Like I think first, like million calling guys they were earlier than us Mm -hmm. like a couple of years maybe they and they already played in other bands like around 92 you know yeah same for the guys no fun at all and Mm -hmm. and satanic surfers but when when like 93 94 came and bobs the guy who used to run burning heart records Mm-hmm. He had this like festival in the, in like the outskirts of of Sweden, where every cool band played. Like every like American band, I, I think he even had like uh, huge bands like Rancid and uh, Green Day play there. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, so really big bands. People. N- Like musicians were like, okay, so those huge bands are in town. We can do it. We yeah, see yeah. also great Swedish Sweden uh, bands from Sweden arising. So it's it was a great uh, conductor to make the scene explodes even more, right? 
Yeah, and and because of uh, Bob's that was running Burning Heart, mm -hmm. because he had this festival where where like really uh, big bands like you know you remember the crossover band Biohazard, yeah, which was like metal and hip hop, mm -hmm. and they did even songs with Cypress Hill and stuff. They I think bands like that played at this festival, and uh, it became like really really big. Uh, yeah. yeah, I see here. I'm I'm, I'm cheating now. Oh, that's so fine. In, in 90, okay, listen to this. In 1994, we have Green Day, <laughs> No FX, Lagwagon, Sick of It All, oh, wow. Snapcase. Um, then it's like a lot of Swedish bands as well. So you have like Refused, oh. Early Years. You have uh, oh. Melancholy, No Fun at All. Uh, yeah, like. And this festival was like in the middle of nowhere, but in a really cool venue. Like it was like a, a little park. Oh. Uh, uh, with like perfect fences around it, but like in, in the in the middle of the forest almost. Like a really working class city called Fagersta, where actually no fun at all and the hives uh, are from this. Yeah, a lot town. of people talk to me about the hives. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so So imagine like a lot of bands, they already started like Milan Colin and Fun at All. And then they played with all these like big bands mm. and all the connections are there. Burning Heart is like, I mean, they're getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. They're starting to work together with Epitaph. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a relation between Brett Gerwitz from Bad Religion, who is like running Epitaph and, and Bob's yeah, at Burning Heart. You know, Millen Calling goes over and records the album with Brett. And, you know, like a lot of things is going on. And, and a lot of these American bands, when they come to Sweden, Sweden is like, it's a really, really big country and not yeah. so many people. Mm -hmm. But the interest for music is like so big. Uh, because we only have 10 million people. That's mm -hmm. it. And yeah, the country is like... Similar to the Quebec province... Uh, yeah, but, population. But, the, but but I mean the country is much bigger than than Quebec province. Like uh, it's like huge. Yeah, it's big, but Quebec is really big too. But we are in Canada, so we are we are a province of Canada. But the population number is pretty uh, similar. We are like yeah, eight yeah. point something million. You are like ten something. How many do you have? Ten. Uh, in Quebec, we are like eight millions. Yeah, but yeah. but. Uh, Uh, Quebec province geographically is uh, one of the bigger provinces. Or? Yeah, one of the biggest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just it's, comparison. Okay. But so like, maybe it's even very similar to yeah. to Sweden geographically. I just know, like, when you take Sweden and put it on top of of Germany, mm -hmm. it goes all the way down oh, yeah, to yeah. the Mediterranean. It's yeah, like yeah. so long. Yeah, it's really long. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I guess I mean I've I've been around Quebec. Uh, a bit up north and I know you have like huge wilderness and a really cool national park. Yeah. Like you can But go places where you don't see people. That's why, because you said it's a big, big, it's a big country, not with a lot of population. So I, I'm, I relate to that here. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I understand. So it's probably basically the, the same thing, yeah. I guess. But the thing is when all these American bands come here, I think they're kind of amazed of uh i mean there's a culture crash of course because we're 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 a little bit 
uh, more laid back maybe than American mm-hmm. people from the US because we're we're like not used to like uh, how do you say um, in Sweden there's there's like this general feeling that everybody should have a little bit like the uh, same living standard we don't want poor people we don't want super rich people we want everybody to have like a good life exactly you know what I mean? yeah totally and, and and in the states it's more like uh, it's the capitalism that rules the country you know what i mean so i think a lot of people that come from the punk scene that has more left-wing uh, ideas mm-hmm. really like the way things are in sweden you oh, know yeah. what i mean like with a lot of like social security totally. and things like this it's, it's kind of easy living and i think sometimes canada and sweden is more similar yes than yeah we canada have and, free and the US. we have free health care cheap education costs uh yeah. we have a lot of similarity but we still have to fight for it so that's that was one of my question about when you're yeah. talking about political bands Um, yeah. Can you okay? When you're talking about political bands like Eba Ground, uh, Eba yeah. Ground, uh, they were talking about what in their lyrics? Because you have a pretty uh, a country based on equality. So, like, what were they mad about? <laughs> yeah, but they, there were still problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess um, the thing is that we you, you have to see like we we come from like a really like old working class mm-hmm. that it was a little bit the problem with like the women staying at home taking mm. care of the kids not working so much and then we had like the whole like industrial era with a lot of like really the it's the man's world you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and a lot of these bands were also a lot of times like feminist bands mm-hmm. like the, it's like There is equality, but it's not really total equality, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, but just like I said, lo- we still have to fight for all the things that are important to us. Even if yeah. it's better and, than it compared to other places, we still need to fight. So I get it, yeah. Yeah, put you by my side And every time I wish that we were 
And I think also the problem was like uh, the government sometimes in Sweden protected like the big private companies that mm. were giving Sweden a lot of income because we had a lot of private companies with huge success. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we're like proud of our Volvos and Ikea and, and you know, but <laughs> yeah. there is still a working class that was sometimes disappointed that mm. the the big corporate leaders took a lot of money and got really rich in Sweden and they didn't keep their money in Sweden, but they put it in Switzerland Uh, or in uh, Uh. Monaco or so they didn't have to pay taxes. You know what I mean? So there were still things to be angry about. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's just that some people could, like, for example, my boyfriend is American and sometimes I'm I'm complaining about stuff and he's like, are you kidding me? It's already so much better here. So what? (laughs) But he he understands that. But but then also, like, in the 80s, there were this uh, huge trend that came from the from the US, I remember where all these, like, uh, it became like an explosion that you had to go on diet and you have to go to gym and all the girls had to be like really skinny. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. A lot of punk bands don't like this. Like, oh. it's like a very bad kind of thing for young girls to oh. have like role models that are like, you know. The like, diet culture, it's still there. Huh? <laughs> Yeah but, yeah, but this was a huge boom in the 80s. So I, I know Abba Gran had actually like two songs about this topic where they were like, oh. because it was like a, a famous politician's wife or something. She had like this diet show on TV oh. or radio or so. And they were really pissed about this. So, I mean, there's always subjects to be annoyed about or like you have to keep the change going on. I mean, there's always room for a little revolution. You know what I mean? We have to move forward. And oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, Sweden already early years came a long way, like you said, with equality. Mm-hmm. But still there is problems like because the salary between men and women is not the same still today. Yeah. Men earns more money than women. And this is total bullshit. I know here, too. And that's why sometimes I get mad when people say, Uh, women's struggle, uh, women's struggles are done because now you can vote. You have the same rights, and it's true. I mean, we have the same rights on paper. It's true. Yeah. Like compared to other yeah. countries, sure, but there still yeah. have some inequalities that we have to fight. Yeah, yeah. So I get and, it. And There's always something we can improve. Yeah, and now we all also have like a lot of like the issues with like, for example, I mean. Us men, we cannot give birth. We cannot reproduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's you, the 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 women are the ones that mm-hmm. carry a child and uh, mm-hmm. give birth. And uh, this is also a problem when you have like maternity leave. Uh, you get so yeah. little money as, as a mom, and when you're like a single parent, for example, mm-hmm. it's really hard. And we also have these problems that we're struggling with that we want to. We, we want it to be a better, more equal 
society. Yeah, ah, that's beautiful. That the bands, so the bands are still into those topics these days. Yeah, I mean, I think in Sweden there's a lot of punk bands that are have a very feministic approach, mm. which I think is very good because yeah. when when I was in high school. When I told people I was a feminist, they they said, "Okay, so you hate men?" Oh, no, what? I don't hate men. I just want equality because they they were not really educated, and and they thought like, if you're a feminist, you look a certain way. If you're a girl, you, you don't you hate every all the men. And yeah. I mean, but nowadays people are more educated. I think young people know a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean. We still have a long way to go, so there's still topics oh, to yeah. write music about. <laughs> True, and in, it's wow. interesting. Um, I wanted to talk because um, one of my friends, her name is Genevieve. She visited Sweden. She became friends with a lot of bands, and she she told me you have to talk about the the bands that are singing in Swedish, like mm-hmm. because. When I ask the listeners, in, including myself, we all think about the bands you named before, like Mill and Colin, No Fun mm-hmm. At All, Refused, Race Fist, but they are they are all singing in English. So, mm-hmm. but I want to dive into those bands um, with Sweden lyrics. Like, yeah, is there a difference beside of the language, or the message are different too, or are they more political in Sweden language? Do you see a difference? I mean, they're both. Just as there is like skate punk bands singing about only partying, smoking weed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, summer girls at the beach or like, yeah. like you know, stupid topics like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in with the Swedish punk bands. There are those okay. that have those like just silly topics. Mm-hmm. And then there are those like are in between that sing about a lot about like maybe... Uh, you know, like growing up as a mm-hmm. young uh, person, like as a teenager, like things you battle with, like anxiety for different mm-hmm. stuff or like relationships, you know, yeah. more, um, I mean, uh, more personal feelings kind of based personal topics, topics feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is still like good topics, but they, yeah. they don't have to be political. No. But it's not like those silly topics like, yeah, yeah I drink beer and I date lots of girls and blah, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, but then there's also these bands that are like super political. And we have a really strong political crust core scene that are more like crust punk mm-hmm. that sing in Swedish. It's like only like D-beat um, and... Uh, Yeah, you know, it's all that all the time and it's uh, really like angry music, but really, really good. I asked uh, so- um, the listeners about what they are thinking about the Swedish scene, what were mm-hmm. their favorite bands. And a lot of people told me that they like that the hardcore scene mixed really well with the punk rock scene, even the metal scene. So it makes very mm-hmm. interesting bands with lots of different loud influences, like you say. Yeah. I think this is a thing that has been good in Sweden, that the the musical landscape is pretty open. Like you, you uh, we have like a lot of, 
metal bands mm-hmm. that still enjoy a lot of punk music. Yeah, or yeah. We so, have a lot of punk bands that enjoy a lot of metal music, and we have like a good mix. Like, um, there has been like rivalry as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a time when like maybe some of the more straight edge hardcore kids didn't mm. think that the drunk punks were so much fun you know what i mean yeah but but there is still like this mutual respect in the music scene and when it comes to the bands that survived the whole era like we were a lot of bands back in the days if you take like 94 to 99 there was like so many swedish bands super popular in all over Europe, like yeah. doing tours all the time. Like we played so many tours uh, from 97, only the years 97, 98, 99, we were like constantly on tour really? in Europe, like all oh. day. And with bands like Satanic Surfers or, yeah. you know, uh, Raised Fist, Refused, whatever, like all the bands were out all the time. 59 Times to Pain, we did lots of tours with them. Wow. But the bands that survived that are still here today, I think there's a lot of like mutual respect. Like the people from the hives, mm-hmm. they can no, no problem hang out with the people from uh, Raised Fist or Mill and Colin or whatever. Like when we meet up at the festival, we're all like friends. And wow. we, I mean, we've been around for 20 plus years, you know. We, we, we crossed paths on tour in Sweden or mm-hmm. in Europe or in Canada. Uh, so, and a lot of the metal bands like In Flames, for mm-hmm. example, they of course know the guys from Raised Fist. They wow. played shows together. You, you know, they know the guys from Mill and Colin. And, yeah. and like the, the roadies and the stage crew that worked for In Flames, they worked for Mill and Colin as well. They worked for uh, Refused. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a small country when it comes uh, to the whole music scene. Everybody knows everybody. It's like a family, and whether the band is big or small, everyone is respecting each other, and there is no like ego games. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's like it's too small country with too little people. Do you, you, like if you talk shit about other bands, you don't survive that long. <laughs> so true you know oh, you know what i mean that's true yeah you, you should i mean you should be i mean it's more often like younger bands that get a big ego and i think me myself as well when i was younger i probably had a bigger ego than i have now mm-hmm. like now when i'm like a uh, you know boring father <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding no but no. you know Uh, when you get older, you get a little bit more humble, uh, usually, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all, but uh, when you're in the music scene for a very long time, uh, you you tend to like really appreciate the diversity. I mean, I really love when we go to a festival, for example, the Hellfest Festival in France, where you can hang out with your favorite metal bands. You can watch yeah. Black Sabbath and then you can go and have a drink with uh, Iron Maiden and then uh, <laughs> talk shit with Raised Fist. It's like... Wow. Can't yeah. be any better. Yeah, know? that's so cool. Speaking yeah. of being humble, my friend Geneviève said that she noticed that 
people in the bands, in the Swedish bands she met are super humble and she's like, they should promote themselves more. <laughs> But yeah, it, is it that, a cultural... Because you, you were talking about you um, uh, you want everyone to be to to have equality, to have... Yeah. You know, so is it part of it? Like staying yes. humble? We have a little bit of this guy on our shoulder telling us that we should not think that we're better than anyone else, mm. you know. You know what I mean? Like there's a little, little guy with a conscious here. And I think it's like go way, way back since the working class that everybody should have like... Because we used to have in the 60s and after the Second World War, we had this... Uh, reform like in Sweden where mm -hmm. their politicians made this thing called the Folkhemmet which means like the people's home that every family in Sweden should have a decent home with a good standard sure. and same living everybody should have one car each not two yeah. cars or three wow. cars and a swimming pool but like everybody should have a little bit the same thing you know what I mean and this is very deep it has deep roots so I think When we go out, we we learn a little bit from the American bands because they're better than us to promote themselves. Like, okay, here we are. We know that we're good, and we we should not be like uh, saying we're sorry just because we're good. But in Sweden, it's more like, okay, sorry that we're so famous now. Uh, we should be a little bit more humble. You because know what I mean? yeah, because in your values, it's like I won't brag. If I have more because some other people don't have enough. Yes. I get it. And you don't want to cause uh, jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> so she's right. My friend is right when she says that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we are uh, uh, a bit uh, too much uh, humble. Yeah. I mean, humble is good, but you should still be able to promote yourself yeah i don't know and how to say that in english but in french i would say don't walk on yourself <laughs> you know don't <laughs> exactly like yeah. don't brag but don't walk on yourself if you have success you can show it it doesn't mean that you want to yeah. deprive other people but at yeah. the same time i totally understand your view and i'm a little like this too i'm like super yeah. shy to i don't know it's like I'm trying to yeah. work on it, but like I I understand. Yeah, but it, it's, it's a little hard. bit like sometimes in Sweden you don't talk about uh, you you don't talk about money, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah, in Quebec too, it's a huge forbidden and, and, topic. And when I mm. when I meet my friends from US, they they say straight like, okay, so uh, we we make this and this much money, and how much do you make? And we're like, uh, uh, we don't really talk about yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Wow, it's great. Um, what else? Oh, and what is the future of the scene right now? Because the influence of the American bands are still there, probably. And how is the scene these days? Yeah, I mean, we have like really like a lot of successful bands have been around for long that I think is a big influence to the younger people like for example the hives mm -hmm. refused melancholy mm -hmm. raised fist and also like in the metal scene like bands like uh, in flames yeah uh, the haunted um i mean there's so many good bands uh, mm -hmm. but also a lot of people are looking at 
bands from uh, from US or Europe or Australia because mm-hmm. uh, there's like also like uh, for example like uh, Turnstile for example mm-hmm. a lot of people are looking up to Turnstile now because yeah. they think they're a little bit like I mean Refused made an album called The, the Shape of Punk to Come yeah but somebody somebody some people is calling Turnstile the the, 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 the new, new refused. wave of punk like ah. the shape of punk to come ah. uh, and even if they're doing stuff uh, uh, that sometimes other bands did before they're doing it in a new way mm-hmm. like it's like a new sure. kind of crossover I think mm. we are, we are. Yeah, let us reveal 
I want to na- uh, name you some bands that the listeners told me about, some bands that yeah. I really don't know about, and maybe you can just talk to me about stuff about those bands. Uh, there's a band I know, though, it's like, uh, I don't know how if, if I pronounce it correctly, but Last Cage 14. <laughs> how do you pronounce Last, it? Ah, ah, uh, Last Cage 14. Yeah. Great band. Amazing band. They're good. Uh, uh, originally actually originated from uh, another band Swedish band that was like in the trollpunk scene called mm-hmm. Skumdum. Oh. Have you heard about them? No. They they did like uh, a lot of tours uh, in Europe and uh, around in Sweden but Last Guy Fjorton is like a really good punk band and they're they're like I think carrying the flag of the trallpunk that I told you about, the, mm-hmm. the original Swedish melodic punk. But they are also doing it in a more modern ah. way. Um, and most of the members of Last Sky is uh, not young people. They've been around in the scene for long, but they managed to do things really fresh. It's like, and they also had a little bit of commercial success as well. Like they won oh. some music prizes in Sweden, like uh, a lot of fans voted for them. And uh, I mean, they are underground, but doing really good. Like a lot of people in Sweden know about this band. And I mean, they can do tours only in Sweden and, oh. and play like every weekend, no problem. Oh, wow. So they, they have a good success here in Sweden. And I think actually people would enjoy them even if they sing in Swedish. Mm-hmm. I, I try to promote more bands singing in their own language. I think we kind of are, we are so, so, so used to listen to English speaking music yeah, yeah. and it's totally fine. I mean, I'm, I just started a band and we're, we're going to sing in English, even if my first language is French, but I, I'm trying to promote more bands singing in their own language. And it's so important. It's a, it's a total new perspective i think yeah. on the lyrics even if maybe we can just translate them or ask a friend to translate for us but like yeah. i think it's important I mean, did you hear uh, Milan Collins song battery check in swedish it's called issue you know someone once sent me a version of a Milan Collins song i don't think it was this one is it the only one me. They made this in Swedish and it's called E20 okay. North, it means. No, uh, maybe not this one, but they made other, right? Is it the only yeah. one? Because it's, it's, it's not the only one, probably. They made only a very few uh, songs in Swedish and some of them were actually covers of other Swedish punk oh, bands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So maybe it was um, this one. Mm. But this song, E20 North, which is called Battery Check in mm-hmm. English, is actually much better in Swedish oh, yeah? than in English, I think. Oh, I'll try. I listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Nicolas' whole melody and uh, with the Swedish language fits so good. They should yeah, make a, actually more songs in it's Swedish. It's his first language. It's normal. I, I bet I would write better <laughs> lyrics in French and Quebecois yeah. than in English, of course. <laughs> Yeah, because it's I, like I used, your heart. It's your heart speaking in your first yeah. language. It's so like more raw for me. You, you want to hear something really weird? Yeah. 
<laughs> I used to listen a lot to uh, hip hop music from Quebec. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. Which bands? <laughs> <laughs> Because when you know, I was in Canada. My first Canada tour with Misconduct was in 1999. Okay. And we did this amazing tour with AFI. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, and we played with Anti-Flag. Oh. And it was like Bouncing Souls. You remember the Canadian band Gob? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were there. It was like uh, uh, such an amazing tour. But anyway, we had this uh, manager, uh, Paget Williams, and he was like in touch with a lot of like those. Okay. Hip, hip hop acts from uh, they're singing in French, oh. and I I really got hooked on those. Uh, it was like really good hip hop bands yeah. from Quebec. Our Quebec French is so rich and so special. Like I'm super. I want to protect it. Like it's precious it, for me. It's cultural. It's like it's yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. In, in, in Sweden, we we. Uh, We think uh, you guys in Quebec are very like uh, I don't I I want to find the right word here because it's it's really a compliment. But we think you're like very nice with that. You want to to um, to to like keep the French. I, mm -hmm. We think you're sometimes more French than people in France. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because you even have like the the all the signs and stuff in french mm -hmm. uh, even the even the stop signs is yeah. is not called uh, stop right it's uh, called some are uh, some are stops and some are arrêt yeah okay yeah we have both yeah i think uh, it's really cool and and when you come to a city like quebec city mm -hmm. for for us mm -hmm. it feels like you go to america And then when you come to Quebec, you come home to Europe. Yeah, it's, it's super like European for us. It looks like Europe, Quebec City yeah. especially. Yeah. And and with the ring wall and everything, it mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of Gotland, the oh. island east of Sweden. Oh. Yeah, you should go there. We and have you a... should feel like you're coming home. <laughs> oh, I really want to travel there so much. I want to go to Sweden so bad. I'll go someday. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we don't. Yeah. We don't have any poutine. That's too bad. Oh, that's fine. I have enough here. I can take a break <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> But we have good Swedish seafood. It's funny because yesterday we had election day in Canada and I invited my sister and her boyfriend here and I bought yeah. some poutine bites. <laughs> yeah. It's like poutine fried in a like crust. It was good. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back to Sweden. Um, some bands that people name uh, Vald Valden Brinner. Brinner? Valden Brinner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really good band. So, uh, female vocalist. Yeah. Should really check them out. Yeah. Uh, they actually played support for Millen Colin on their last tour in Sweden. It was really good. I cool. saw them two shows, I think. So two or three people talk to me about that. I'm going to make a playlist for sure. I want to yeah. educate yeah. myself. Valdenbrinner means uh, the world is on fire. Okay. Uh, the Hives, uh, Strebers, Bjornarna. Strebers, Strebers, Strebers. Oh, 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 we have to talk about Strebers. Oh, okay, yeah. You, should, you must play songs from this band. I should send you some songs. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so I mean, I, I can 
send you like suggestions, like links on Spotify yeah. or whatever. You can just check them out. Are they like underground? Because I can't play like mainstream bands on my podcast because of copyright stuff. But no, no, they're super underground. Oh yeah, good. Sure, I wanna. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. play them on on this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Strebush became like Strebush had like a really sad story with oh. the drummer. Uh, he died. Oh. So the last album they they made the, was made in his honor with oh, the, wow. with like a drum machine. But oh. then they formed another band called Dia Salma, which is almost the same band but with the new drummer, and oh. uh, which is also great. I should send you some links to this because Stabish sure. is also a band that I'm sure. Mill and Colin listen to them and Satanic Surfers listen to them and I like wow. all the the hives listen to them. Like you you should you will recognize some melodies. And the thing with Strebus is that they have a lot of Swedish folk music in oh, their uh, Oh melodies. yes, I'm super interested to to know them. Yeah, send me that. Yeah. Yes, Good. I will. And some other bands that I really love, Randy. Yeah, Adesive, Randy. But Adesive. they were I mean, Randy is the uh, same as uh, like the rest of us singing in English. Uh, yeah. Randy, the band, was uh, actually one of Fat Mike's favorite bands during their oh. early early era. And I think he signed them to Fat Records. Mm, I don't remember. They made the they rest is their... silence or after that album. I don't know. I'll check. Which one? Uh, the rest is silent. Uh, silence or after that. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I don't remember, but they had. I like, wouldn't be surprised they, they were on fat. Uh-huh. They had an album in Sweden that had actually really commercial success because back in the days mm. in the 90s until early 2000, we had this TV channel called Said TV that mm-hmm. was uh, having so much punk rock music. It was really, really good TV. It was like the Swedish MTV, oh. like your Music Plus. Yes, Music Plus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the one, two, three punk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah the club punk. Yeah. So said TV was like the Music Plus, but with even more punk music. Like it was like, like in. I remember when we when we did the United as One album with no boundaries and all those songs. Mm-hmm. We actually had like at one time like four videos on this channel going on every day like on rotation mm-hmm. well, it was like really good tv channel better than mtv oh nice uh someone wrote me even though i've never lived in sweden and i'm dutch living i'm a dutch <laughs> living in finland i've been listening to a lot of swedish bands so this guy he loves melancholy Reis refuse isa refused mm-hmm. play for their final shape of punk tour in the 90s <laughs> it's great Probably great memories. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, and finally, um, oh wow, we've been talking for an hour. It's great. Um, I want to know more about your band. What's coming next, and what are the projects? And just tell me about Misconduct. Yeah, uh, like uh, last last year, we were supposed to do our like super big uh, tour with the twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because we formed the band in 1995, so 2020 would be the like big year. We were booked on like every bigger festival in mm-hmm. Europe. Um, 
and uh, we were gonna visit like a lot of countries that we hadn't been playing so much in before so was really good thing and we were supposed to release our uh, we released the once the closer album 10th yes. anniversary mm-hmm. and also we were gonna do uh, some other reissues just to celebrate mm. and we also decided to make our first own beer oh but then the whole the you know covid situation came and yeah. everybody know how this is mm-hmm. and so all these shows are postponed to 2022 okay so we will still do the tour but it will be 25 plus two years <laughs> anniversary <laughs> but who cares yeah and so now when we are couldn't play any shows we 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 actually decided we we made three beers I instead tr- of one i want to try it uh this is my favorite oh, punky apples. apple mm. really Stay good true it's to your a beer. <laughs> sour beer not like normal lager oh. really really cool stuff so we we actually made them just for fun to have at one party but they became like a little bit of a hit in the <laughs> Swedish state monopoly shop so we're basically the beer is now in shops all over Sweden mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah but but we make we make it together with the brewery so we're like doing our side of it is more like a promotion fun thing yeah 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 like we have a a little code on the can ah. so people can scan it to to hear our music for free and stuff nice but it's a beer conduct we... <laughs> sorry i said it's a beer conduct <laughs> yeah, exact beer conduct and then we we have uh, the vinyls uh, Final. coming out our first demo tape wow Precious from, uh, stuff. 1996 that got uh, the attention of Bad Taste Records. Mm. So we got our first contract. And uh, we're doing this on People of Punk Rock Records. Yes. Uh, which is a Canadian label. Yeah, People of from... Punk Rock. It's my good friend, Anthony. Anthony. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Amazing people. Really, yes. I mean, it's so much fun working with these guys. Because we have this uh, album, like the old days, yeah, uh, just came out now. Like on, um, did you did you get it? Uh this I have three of them, but not this one, not not yet. Okay, I will tell uh, Anthony to send you. Uh, I'm gonna go to his house. Take it. He's living like at 10, 15 minutes from my place. Okay, go to his ah, house and take it. <laughs> it's great. It's. it's uh, Two really cool colors, like a neon yellow thing and one black eyes. And then we also have the This Is My Way vinyl coming out as well. Mm. Uh, It's a little bit delayed, like everything right now. I think it will come like Mm -hmm. probably in two weeks or so. And this is a split that we made back in the days with Trigger Happy from Canada. Oh, yeah, they're good. And so we took... uh, those seven songs and remastered them and then we put four unreleased tracks as well on this uh, vinyl so it's a pretty rare limited edition uh, which i think will be really cool as well yeah because it's like this 
we this split that we made with Trigger Happy was like it didn't really get the attention it deserved when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the misconduct song and and the Trigger Happy songs. I I don't really know why because it came out on Bad Taste Records during like an era that was supposed to be pretty good for CDs still, uh. but for some reason it, it didn't like I don't think it went so well like oh okay but the songs are really good so we wanted to like give them a little extra exposure because sure i'll help especially you this, mm-hmm. huh i'll help you i'm gonna play a song on this if you want yeah it would be great i'll so, do it okay yeah but that's <laughs> that's what's now like we're we're doing some beers and we're doing the the two new vinyls on people of mm-hmm. punk rock and in october we're gonna record our next album like the Yay. really new full-length album and you have a lot of and merch on epic merch store right yes lots of merch wow so that's cool uh thank you so much fred it was amazing Thank you. And really an honor to be part of your show. Oh, no, I, I'm the one honored by uh, you taking the time to talk to me about Swedish history and your band. And I I didn't know much about it because I was like, I, I know I like a lot of Swedish bands, but like, uh-huh. I don't know much about it. So, yeah, it's a great yeah. learning opportunity for me today. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but I should send you uh, some links of bands singing Swedish that are really good. Yeah. I think yeah. you will like it. Yeah, you can make a playlist, and I'm gonna promote it. And yeah, if you want to do, yeah, I can I'm make sure. uh, actually like the original Tralpunk uh, ah, yes. playlist. Yeah, and I'm gonna share it, and people are gonna be so happy to listen to it. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Good, so have a great night. Uh, don't take too much coffee after the, the interview because you already have too much today. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Good, so have a great night and thank you so much. You too. Wow, wow, and wow, that was so much fun. Thank you for listening to this interview. I absolutely want your feedback if you're from Sweden. Tell me if you agree with uh, what he said and if you have any band suggestions, send me a message. I'm always super happy to discover new Swedish bands. I could totally do a part two eventually. And also, some people told me they would like me to do some other scenes, special like Australian scene, the UK scene, Brazil, Japan, um, Argentina, and a lot more. So from times to times, you're going to have some episodes dedicated to some specific scenes in the world. That's it for today, my friends. I hope you like this Swedish special. By the way, Frederick made an amazing Swedish playlist. Check the show notes. I put the link in there. Thank you to our sponsor, EpicMerchDoor.com. Thank you to Scott Hallquist from 10 Football for the edit. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to your favorite platform so you won't miss an episode. You can also share it to your friends. You can also tag your friends on my Instagram and Facebook posts. And tag me in your punk rock stories. You can also subscribe to my Patreon page for some exclusive content. You can make some one-time donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee. On the next episode, you're gonna hear the interview I made with the band Circus Rhapsody from Germany. Until then, punk your life and see you next week. <laughs>